three, two, one. Good. <laughs> Good day, everybody. I don't Good know day. when you're watching this or listening to it. I guess you wouldn't be watching it, but I don't <laughs> know when you're listening to this. But hope you're having a wonderful day. This is episode 14. Oh, my goodness. Of the Brooks and Lexi podcast. <laughs> you and your singing. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yep, that was it. You need to create our theme song for us. I will, and, and I will do it, it right now. Oh, let's not. <laughs> let's not this do that. This is right the Brooks and Lexi podcast. We're coming at you live with all your health needs. Oh, that was pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you proved me wrong. That's pretty good. Yeah, I might. That might be my new career. Okay, creating theme songs. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. Just came up with it. <laughs> um, I for some reason have never really appreciated like background music in movies until the other night when I saw Batman. I was like being moved by like the piano and like the soundtracky kind of music. Dark Knight Rises. The, no, the one with no. Joker. No, the newest one. Oh, uh, the newest. You saw the newest one. Mm-hmm. Wow. How was it? It was good. It was very, very good. But the background music. The background music was so good. I was like, I might just listen to this piano in my house. Just like, it was just, it just moved me. I don't know. Well, yeah. Try watching a movie without the score. The score? What's the score? Like the music. Oh, yeah. No, you can't do that. It's impossible. I know, but I just have never, like, picked up on, like, oh, I like that, and it's not a song. Normally, I know I wonder who songs. wrote it. I wonder who wrote it. I don't know. I'll Hans Zimmer writes a lot of those Yeah. The songs for the movies. Like, um, I think it was Interstellar he wrote. Like, oh, really? Which was just uh, amazing. You liked it, Interstellar? You don't like Interstellar? I need to watch it again. What? I remember, I remember getting to the end and being like, What? Like this is was a waste of my time, but I I'm open oh to watching. <laughs> I know. I thought it was the best movie in the world. I know. Dang. But I'll watch it again. What does that What does that tell What does that say about me? And what does it say is about that you? the That's the one with Matthew McConaughey, right? Yes. Mm, that's why I watched it. And Jessica, <laughs> <For> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Jessica Chastain. I don't know. That is. She's hot. Yeah, I only know about Matthew McConaughey. She's super hot. Okay. Well, I'll watch it and tell you again. What okay. I think about it. You should. Um, Dark Knight is really good, though. Um, the one with Heath Ledger. Yes, of course. That's old, though. I know, but it, it's not old. <laughs> it is. It will never be old. That will okay, be. But it was done a long time ago. When? Like, what, 2013? Mm, Probably earlier than that. Probably 2009. I think earlier than that. I don't know if that early, but. Right. Anyways. Great movie. Great movie. The new one's good. So that that was the new uh, one is very good. Was it, and I'm it? picky about Batman movies. It's um Robert Pattinson, and let me tell yeah. you why they got him because he plays such. I was like, am I watching Edward Cullen right now? He's so emotional and like emo and like introspective. I was like, I overall I liked the movie, but I was like, this is a little different of Batman. He's very like <laughs> troubled, not troubled, but like you know, just kind of how he is in movies just like very like i don't know just emotional emotional emo is the best way to describe it i guess because he like talks really like slow and like like doesn't really like look up he's like i don't know i was like i don't know i kind of like that i kind of i did i did too but i was like of course this is what i I think that's a cool persona for the batman to to partake in. I guess me too, but it, to me, it portrays lack of confidence. 
and that bothers me. And Batman's supposed to be like, or maybe he's trying to be, maybe he's trying to be trying to be humble. No, he was troubled. Troubled. Oh. Very troubled. That's I, that's just what his persona is in that. He's like has this inner turmoil that he's trying to like figure out. Like from his parents leaving him or something. Something or like dying. That. I'm just not going to share all of it, but yeah. Like, I mean, just Don't the whole it. Batman thing of like, no spoilers I, li- here. I really like Christian Bale. I liked his Batman. Oh, he's an amazing because actor. he, because he was that like kind of emo, but it was still like, he still like rose to the occasion. He was still like confident hero, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I like doing both. And I feel like Robert Pattinson, well, he, he, was, he was excellent, but I was like, uh, we're getting a little. For my taste. Yeah. Like in, in public, he was that like um, super wealthy mm-hmm. businessman. Yeah, exactly. Put yeah. on all these events. Yes. Like yeah. he, he pretty much ran the city. Mm-hmm. And then in his spare time, he was this vigilante. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it concentrated on more, maybe more the Batman side, which is fine. But I don't know. Overall, it was a great movie. What do you think about Joker. The, this one. This is now mo- a movie podcast. I know. <laughs> I was just gonna say. I guess this is our topic today. Joker the movie. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I can speak on this. So, I actually was thinking about this after watching the Batman movie. So I feel like there's a fine line between. Um, I feel like I need to be careful, but I'm not going to. Um, there's a fine line between. <laughs> but so so okay. Let me give a little bit of background. No need to be careful here. <laughs> This is not a careful podcast. So my mom is, and this is going to sound a certain way, let me explain it. My mom has always been a high school special ed teacher, meaning not like physically handicapped students, but it's more like emotionally disturbed, Asperger's, autism, ADHD, like the severe behavioral, um, like just children who need a little bit more help in that way they're like super super i'm like really loud they're like super super intelligent but as far as like social interactions they like need help in that way Mm -hmm. and so she co-teaches biology anyway so i like grew up around like individuals who just were just different i would say than the normal population but like some were friends and stuff like that so it wasn't like i didn't know what that life was like so that's a disclaimer so then go back to the Joker. As far as the Joker, I really liked the Joker movie by itself. My favorite Joker is Heath Ledger because it portrayed the Heath Ledger Joker is more of like he's just a like a psychotic person of like he just he's trying to write an injustice, but he's doing it in a very twisted way. But it doesn't play with like a oh, he was a child that like could have had autism but didn't know how to social you know it wasn't like he was necessarily bullied it was just like oh he's kind of a freak like he just enjoys torturing you know like that was that that joker this joker in this movie i'm gonna guess he was like 18 he's the joker in it what i didn't like is that it it kind of felt like to me that they were exposing this kid who maybe was bullied he was an orphan and he had mental like mental issues and because of those mental issues his coping mechanism was to become a psychopath if that makes sense versus like because there was a point where he's like crying and rocking trying to adapt and that is a sign like that is a sign of like a different type of neurological like lack of coping skill and so what I didn't like is they were trying to say that if a person has these issues 
he's a psychotic person. I don't like the overlap. I like that if someone is just going to be a psychotic person, they, that's just how they are type thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe that's not accurate. But then the Joker movie, I did like it because in the Joker movie, you almost like sympathize with him in the end because you see like how he's been bullied and how the system like fails him and like how... You know, he's asking for help for like medication or therapy or whatever. And instead of them giving the resources and trying to like help him through his mental issues, they write him off as crazy. And so like I really liked the Joker movie because I felt like it was almost like an awareness movie Um, because he would go home and take care of his mother and then he had his own issues. Well, he'd go to this counselor and this counselor is telling him like, oh, well, you're just crazy type thing. And it's like that's not. Your job is help, you know? So I really liked the Joker movie. It was also very twisted, but I sympathized more with, like, that mental... Well, I think that was the the issue. A lot of people uh, came out against it just because you did sympathize with yeah. the, with the Joker at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. And, and that people didn't like that? Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, I, I surely did. I mean, yeah. if you... Anyone going through that through a similar situation would, mm-hmm. would, you know, ideally you're not doing that, but right. you, you understand why they do. Right. No. Yeah. I'm not like advocating for being like no, killing no, 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 people no. and stuff like that. Of but in that movie, I felt like it did shed a light on the fact that DHS workers are over overworked and they're, you know, they're underpaid They're you know, and so because of those like systemic issues, it then translated to the people that actually do need some like real help can't get the help that they need because these workers don't have the energy, they don't have the resources, they don't want to, you know, things like that. And so, yeah, you don't want someone to cope by killing people, but it does raise like an issue to like the students that my mom teaches. If they didn't have parents and teachers that like took the time, the extra lots of time to sit with them and work on them on how to cope in a like healthy, like semi-normal way. I don't know. I don't know where they'd be. You know, like some some people have the natural ability ability to adapt and cope and some people don't. And the people that don't like doesn't mean that we write them off as like crazy. You know, they just happen to have a different skill set than us. Mm-hmm. Um. So I feel like I have a really like soft spot for individuals and people of those like of that population. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, the, the movie Batman was really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because there is a level of intelligence to the Joker that's like it's twisted, but to be that smart to like formulate these plans and. You know, like, that's what villains are, I guess, in movies. Is like, they're the crazy ones, but they're smart enough to, like, outdo certain people. Yeah. Which is fascinating. Well, they're just causing chaos. Right. And that's all they... They don't want any kind of... Hmm. But the, the, the interesting thing is this Joker rallied other people mm-hmm. against the saying. system. He had, so this is like, a different kind of, like evil mm-hmm. i guess yeah compared to the other joker which was you know by causing himself. by himself pretty yeah. much but he had other people helping him but what's crazy too is that perspective is everything in the in if you look at all the 
which I don't remember all of the Joker movie, or all of the Batman movies, but the few Jokers in the Batman movies that I do remember. What's crazy is that there's always a moment or a few moments where they believe what they are doing is justified and right. And so it's like what they're doing is not I don't I, I don't believe that they believe that they're doing it to like be hurtful. I feel I believe that they're doing it because they see an injustice and the people that it's supposed to be doing right by everyone is not doing that. And so this Joker was exposing corruption within the system that was supposed to be the right system. Right. And so you almost like want to give them credit for like, okay, well, they actually are exposing the people that are supposed to be helping and they're not helping. Yeah, because he goes on that game show, the talk show, and, yeah. the, and the guy starts laughing at him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then uh, that's when he pulls a gun and. Yeah, and it's like you know, obviously we don't want to cope that way, but it's like it's true. It's like, hey, everybody, wake up because there is injustice, and these people are seeing it. The way they're trying to fix it is not correct. But I don't know. I I, I don't know. Maybe I sound like I'm trying to advocate for no, the Joker, I, I mean, but I'm like, is that? I mean, is that how a lot of like is that the mindset of a lot of things that are like i mean there's people that just want to cause chaos right. just to cause chaos just to cause destruction mm -hmm. but even then maybe it's like they think they're doing right mm -hmm. yeah like they've been wronged and no one's helping them and they don't know how else to go about exactly. it exactly or they want attention because they have never been given mm -hmm. attention i mean you could talk about this with and we're not i'm not sympathizing with School shooter, school no, shooters at all, yeah, no. but like that's kind of their probably what they're cry mind, for help, cry for help, mm -hmm. you know, and that's not the way to do it. But we do, I mean, that that's been the talk for. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, I think that was the the talk after Joker is like right. we need, which is why it was great is because we need better yeah systems for these people to get help to, mm -hmm. um you know, to get the, the help they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I feel like there's so many scenarios too that in like movies or yeah, things that happen in life that, and then, and then I would say that there's just, then there's just like pure evil that people are just killing people to just, that's what they do, you know? But in those, in those situations, as far as like the Joker and mass shootings, it's like, yeah, they're trying to right or wrong. The way they're going about it is not right. But it's like, what what point did we shut those people out to we're not listening to them, you know, and getting them the help that they need? So they had to go to extreme measures. Mm. I don't know. But perspective is everything. Well, yeah. I think back to, um, do you know who Ram Dass is? I feel like. He's I like a spiritual name. teacher. He used to be a, like a psychologist at Harvard. Maybe. Way back in the day. And him and Timothy Timothy Leary. Um, like started kind of the the LSD movement. Hmm. Um, I was watching a video on YouTube of his, and he was talking about how. Um, I think it was a story in a book he's read, but, um, you get on a train and this drunk guy is sitting on the train hmm. and he starts, like, talking to this guy, and like starts to rile him up. Like he obviously wants a fight. Right. And they just go through this series of things, and he, he's, like, looking for a fight. But then this other guy comes, and, like, he, he has no idea what's going on, comes on the train, 
and starts talking to the guy and just mm-hmm. asks him questions mm-hmm. and just literally talks to him like he is a normal person, like he is um, just like anybody else on that train. Mm-hmm. And when he starts asking him questions, he asks him how, how his day is going, like what's going on in his life, what are you excited about, what's mm-hmm. like what else is um, and how he's feeling. And like when he starts to open up those things, that's when his energy calms down it Mm. releases and he he gets to kind of a baseline level and he figures out that his family is um like someone is sick in his family Mm. and he's he's had a really bad day he he was just i think he was fired from his job or something like that um but literally just having the conversation with somebody and being curious just like we talked about was it last week Mm -hmm. yeah being curious about someone's life can make the biggest difference. Like who are we to judge someone's actions when, you know, they could be going through some things that we have no idea what, you know, what that would be like or Mm -hmm. how we, we would react in that situation. Yeah. I think that that is like, are we so blinded by social norms that we don't take the time to like so if someone is disruptive like for that example like perfect example of like okay someone being drunk on a on a train or whatever like okay well that's disruptive and that's like could potentially be dangerous but are we so blinded by the social norm of someone not supposed to be acting like that that we're not willing to sit down and have that conversation and I think that that's most of us most of the time it's like oh well that goes against social norm okay well we're gonna write them off as like they're just doing that on purpose or they're just trying to be disruptive or they're just a low life or, you know, what are we, whatever. Yeah. They're just crazy. Say, they're yeah. just like, they've lost their mind. So I yeah. like, I need to get as far away as possible exactly. so that that doesn't affect me. Instead of stopping and saying like, maybe I need to like ask about their day or, you know, maybe, maybe that like small act of kindness can change the trajectory of their day or their week or whatever. and But I think that we get so caught up in what's supposed to be normal. And so if someone acts outside of the norm, we are so quick to write them off because it's like, oh, well, that's just not normal. Like, I don't know what they're doing, you know, instead of trying to intervene. And I wouldn't say that's always our place, but more often than not, like most people do have a story for and, and a reason as to why they're acting so outlandish or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it reminds me of a, uh, I was in yoga yesterday and we were doing, uh, our teacher likes to, when we do our exhales, she likes mm-hmm. to, uh, tell us to make audible noises mm-hmm. and to be as silly and goofy with it as possible. So mm-hmm. like, <laughs> just like, just yeah. letting it out. Yeah. Um, and there's this one guy that that um he he like to to me it sounds like he's just trying to get attention Mm -hmm. like he just wants to be the loudest guy he just wants (laughs) like to be weird and he does it throughout the class and Mm. it's it's a little distracting (laughs) um and but in the middle of the class the the teacher says something along the lines of if we are here you are a f- you're free to express yourself how you'd like in this space hmm. 
Um, if something that somebody else does bothers you, notice that. Be aware of it. Notice that energy building up inside of you and think, mm-hmm. is that a problem with the other person or is that a problem within myself that I can't handle someone else's interruption of my life? Mm. Yeah. That's good. And yeah, that really that really hit me because like a lot of times when people are like clamoring for attention, mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of gets me a little bit. Hmm. Um, but maybe that's something within myself. I mean, it is something within myself mm-hmm. that, and maybe that's me wanting more attention. Hmm. That I can, that makes me un- unable to handle other people clamoring for attention. Hmm. How do you like Very that word clamoring? Clamoring. That's a, that's a good word. <laughs> like um, that. It's like word of the day. Um, no, I would say recently I feel like that has been brought to my attention more of like of being self-aware enough to realize like if someone is upset with me, are they upset with me because truly I, did, I was in the wrong and not, there's something that I need to apologize for, I need to um, – you know, have a conversation about my wrongdoing or are they upset with me because something about me addresses something within them? You know what I mean? And, and same with me of like, am I annoyed at my sister because she's doing something that interrupts <laughs> me or like, it's the only example I could give and she wouldn't be mad at me, but like, <clears throat> like, is she doing something that's addressing something within me and like festers something that was already an issue in my heart that I didn't know until she you know, until she did something to like rile it up or is it like, okay, Monica, no, like you're being ridiculous. You know, like figuring out that distinction is really huge. And I think that traditionally we always have looked and we pointed the finger of like someone else like, oh, they're doing this. Like that's their problem when it sometimes has nothing to do. And in either situation, it's like either someone is upset with you. It's like maybe it has nothing to do with you. And, like, we're so self-centered to think, like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? And vice versa of, like, if we're annoyed with someone, maybe it has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with what's within us. Mm. Um, and having that distinction, I think, is really huge in, like, conflict and in just life with people. Because I don't – because I think we're so quick to blame someone else, you know? Right. Well then, also we're we're especially, I think I do this too. But we're we're quick to blame ourselves, mm. and so we'll like apologize. Oh, I'm sorry for, yeah. for overstepping or whatever, because mm. we want to be nice, we want to yeah. be whatever. But, um, like, maybe that's the worst thing we can do in that situation mm-hmm. is to apologize when really, that it's a good practice for them to recognize. And maybe they're not at that point mm-hmm. spiritually, but. Um, it's a good practice for them to re- realize that whatever you're feeling, that anger, that frustration, it's not, we're not trying to harm you. Mm-hmm. That's just how we feel in this moment. Right. And like whatever, I don't know. It, it's, what am I trying to say? It's, it's not a, like I, re- I respect whoever I'm, Obviously, respect is earned. So I respect whoever I'm speaking to. Mm-hmm. But like, if if they wrong me and I'm 
annoyed or whatever or mm. I'm angry, that's that's more that's more my fault than mm. it is their yeah. fault. Yeah. Like that that's an issue with my emotions mm-hmm. instead of like we're we're we should be able to handle our emotions and mm-hmm. be able to know that we're gonna be okay if mm-hmm. they disrespect our trust or, mm-hmm. or break our trust or, or do something to to harm us. Yeah. I think it always comes back to like our self-preservation. So whether it's we need to apologize because we're afraid of what people will think if we don't or um, the flip of that of self-preserving in order of like if someone – I feel like I'm getting confused. Like if someone wrongs us – Wait, what am I trying to say? Yeah, I'm trying to get it flipped. Anyways, I'll, I think it always comes back to, like, what we care about our image. Of, like, are we trying to apologize or make something right because we're afraid that someone's going to think we're a bad person if we don't? Or the flip, whatever that would be. We, we're we very self-centered, I think, you know, as a human race. Because hmm. even, even in the, like, the disruption example we gave earlier about the man on the train, like... How does that affect us if someone's being disruptive? It doesn't really, you know, like we can go on with our life, but we're worried about like, oh my gosh, like how is that going to affect me if that person keeps being disruptive? It's not really, you know, mm-hmm. but we're ca- we're quick well, to call affect- out. Well, it could affect you because he could get riled up. And well, yeah, you. but if you're sitting on the opposite side and like watching something happen, like it's not affecting you, you know, And yeah. so, but I think that we're quick to point the blame of like, hey, quit over there. And it's like, not even close to me. Like I can chill, you know, I don't need to be worried about that situation that has nothing to do with me, but we're quick to call out things around us that don't fit into what we want in that moment or our idea of what that present moment looks like. I think. Mm. Yeah. That's good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was good stuff. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to keep that going. <laughs> it was good. I, I just, I hope that uh, uh, that's something I'm working on for sure. Is like trusting my reaction in those situations mm-hmm. and knowing that, like, I don't mean to harm anybody. Mm-hmm. And you know, whether I'm telling like telling a joke or being playful, and mm-hmm. someone gets it gets hurt over it. Um, like, I don't know. There, there's a, there's a line, I guess. Mm-hmm. Where and where is the line? Where do you draw the line between being hurtful and playful? Mm-hmm. I think too, like you're saying in your life for that, but in my life of, I like to, I'm a fixer and I like to help and fix things around me. If I feel like someone's in need or, Whatever, but I'm also learning that that can go too far. Like it can, it can borderline, um, like controlling a situation that's not mine. And obviously, there's moments that like it's okay to do that. It's okay to like help someone and take over, and you know, and like facilitate that. But learning like that, most things are not in my control, and learning that me trying to take over those things just looks like I'm trying to be in control. It's not actually helping the situation. It just looks like I'm controlling. You know what I mean? And I think that for so long, 
I said, and because I truly believe that, like, oh, I'm helping, or oh, I'm helping someone fix something, where it's like, okay, well, Lexi, did they ask for your help, or did they, you know, like, did they need it? Are you being overbearing? And realizing that, like, I believe that my ability to help and see people's needs before they see them, maybe in themselves, like, that's a gift. But outside of it being like submitted under the Lord, like it then just becomes like about me just trying to be in control. You know what I mean? And so that has been really, I would say freeing to realize like, oh, that's not all my, you know, like I don't actually really have to control anything outside of myself, you know, and, and wondering why I felt like I needed to, maybe it was like an identity thing. Like I wanted to be the one to help, or I want to be the one in control or whatever it is. Um, yeah, but, is that where you get your like self? Yeah, I, yeah, and so, from? yeah, and so in figuring that out of like, okay, is this situation like mine, like to ask or to help or whatever? Like what? And and I think I think it's hard too because you distinguish like, okay, some people are not like I'm not a person that asks for help. I don't like to ask for help. When people offer help, it like makes me feel loved. But I'm not going to ask for it because I don't want to be a burden to other people. So knowing the difference between like if someone needs help and they're not going to ask like okay I want to jump in and offer help if they don't want it then okay I'll step back but it's actually been really freeing to realize like oh not everything is mine to like help or control or fix you know like I can't I can't fix other people's lives you know Mm -hmm. Um, and to be so prideful to think that I can is like a big issue you know so I feel like that's something that I have learned I just think that speaks to your to your heart like you you want to help as many people as possible yeah but it's just not it's you're just not going to be able to right and I think and that and that's the growth piece in it of like yeah like I think it comes I mean I know that it comes from a good place but every good thing out of balance can become a bad thing and learning when when and how to like offer that help or to be a fixer is crucial and I don't think I have always known the difference Mm. you know yeah like being invited into a situation in which someone wants my advice or they want my help is a lot more honoring than me just like bulldozing you Mm. know and 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 someone's a lot more receptive when they invite me into that versus me just like I know better move you know like that's not but it comes from a good place, but it doesn't like it doesn't always get received that way. I don't. I think it's hard to ask for help. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I, I'm the same way. I hate asking for help. I want yeah. to do everything on myself. Yeah. Um, but there's so if you're a person that doesn't like to ask for help, also. But if I offer help and you say, "Yeah, that'd be great," and then me to help, that's different than me being like, "Oh, you're not going to ask for help. Move over, Brooks. Let me help you. You need my help." You know, like that, that's just a different conversation and has a totally different feel from me offering my help and you accepting it versus you not even asking for it and me just like taking over. Mm-hmm. It's different. You know, that feels different to both of us um, versus me offering it and you receiving it. Oh, yeah. I would shut that down immediately. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm learning. I hope that I'm not that aggressive. I was not that aggressive, but I am learning that that has been a trend in the past. Yeah. And just learning to become a little bit more softer and like offering rather than just taking over. 
If only people knew how much <clears throat> wisdom you have, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they can't hear my wisdom if I'm too busy bulldozing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. But ask, I mean, are you getting better at asking for help? Nope. <laughs> I'm trying to master the other with nope. other people. Versus, Actually, that's not necessarily true. <clears throat> mm, I feel like, I feel like maybe I'm getting better. It's a lot slower than the other realization. I think I'm getting way better at the other than I am asking for help. Um, but I think the fear of asking for help, and I don't think it's just me that struggles with this. The fear of asking for help comes from a place of you don't want to burden someone else and you don't want to be rejected. So if I ask somebody for help and they say no to me, that hurts. So, and it may not be for like, they may not be trying to hurt me. They just literally can't. But it's like, I'd rather just bypass that, um, that potential for rejection and just not ask. You know what I mean? And, and receive something if someone offers and I'm like, okay, well then I'll receive it because But then you're missing out on all the potential yeses. I know, I know. That's a lot of, and if they say no, how does that, how, I mean, I know it hurts you, but mm-hmm. how does it? Does it really hurt you that bad? Did you yeah. really? I <laughs> but mean, it's very is, okay, vulnerable because you're putting yourself out there on the yes. line. And this is like surface level into a deeper thing that I'm not going to get into right now. But it's just an example Let's of like, no, we're not. Um, um, yes. But I think that, yeah, I think I'm getting better at that. But I, but I know several people that struggle with that. That that they don't ask because either someone always offers before they have to ask so they don't have to put themselves out there or um or they just don't yeah they don't want to go through the the mess of like potentially be letting down or potentially being maybe someone does help but they don't help in the way that the person want you know like there's just a whole level there's a bunch of different levels to that um Hmm. And I would even say, too, like sometimes asking for help, there are people that it signals weakness. We know we know that. But there are moments it's like I don't really want to ask for help because I don't want to be deemed as weak because I need help. I want someone to volunteer, not because I can't do it myself, but because they just want to help, you know. Hmm. I would say my whole family doesn't like to ask for help. So that's something that's been passed down. Yeah, but you could argue it's a sign of strength <clears throat> that you ask for help. Like to, I would no, I would hundred percent agree. To with realize that. that it's a to realize that you do have a weakness mm-hmm. and this is something that other and to mm-hmm. use your resources so that you can accomplish what you need to. Yeah. I don't know, but then I'm thinking about um seeking guidance through through God instead mm-hmm. of a- seeking external guidance. Yeah. And letting him speak through you. Absolutely. Yeah, there and that's the thing is like it's not cut and dry. Like that situation for a bunch of different kinds of people. There you could line five people up and they all have the issue with not asking for help, but their reasoning and the type of things they do or don't ask for help could all be different. So it's just like it's individualized as far as like where that comes from, why there's lack, what it makes people feel like, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I think that was, um, what do you think? It was good. That was good. Yeah. That was real good. Um, asking for help, speaking it's to good. people, being yeah. curious. <laughs> yeah. We did not plan on that one at all. <laughs> I'm not supposed to tell them that, Brooks. It's supposed to just be we can, fire. <laughs> we can cut it out. Okay. <laughs> no, it didn't matter. We yeah, we didn't plan on that at all. That was yeah. off the dome. We thought about doing something else that might be our next podcast. So But that was a really great conversation and I think that it was relative to people's li- I mean, people's lives, you know. I sure hope so cuz it's relative to my life. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> um Yeah, but I think I, I, for sure I'm I'm working on listening to my inner voice mm. and listening to God speaking through me then seeking help because as you know I ask you for a lot of guidance which is helpful mm-hmm. and it's very wise but I think I've ignored my own signal for the longest time yeah and I, I think that though when you invite people not saying that I am this but like when people when I if there's a situation that I'm having trouble like sifting through I think it is wise and I think the Lord does use those around you that you do trust to speak like truth and help you discern. Right. But the difference is, is making sure that like you're able to try on your own and then bringing in that external voice. You know what I mean? Is, but I think that you're doing good at that. I think yeah, that. And keep trying and keep trying. Yeah. Hmm. Because it's different too if you're like, hey, so-and-so, what am I supposed to do? Versus, hey, these are the two options I'm thinking of. Can you help me, like, decipher between the two? Those are two very different conversations. Mm. And having the wisdom to to at least come to the table with options because that says that you've already, you've already thought through it and you've narrowed things down to where, like, these are your two options and now you need help in the last little bit to, like, decipher between the two. Versus just like, I don't know what to do. Can you just tell me, you know? Right. Because then that's like, then you're not listening to your inner voice. Hmm. Yeah. What, I mean, what about like seeking? What about seeking? Like when, should we talk about prayer? Maybe on a different one. Okay. We'll talk about that. <laughs> one. Um, cool. That was episode 14. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was a good place to end. Yeah. I think so too. Um, Thanks everyone. Yeah, that was that was good. Thank you, everybody. Like, subscribe, comment. Um, we appreciate all your support. We really do. Um, this has been really fun. Um, hope you guys have a great rest of your day, week, month, month, yeah, year. Springs around. Whenever the you listen. Corner. What if someone listens to this in like twenty thirty? <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. They'd, be, they'd have to go back a ways. I mean, we're doing this once a week. Yeah, that'll be six times. Almost six times fifty-two. If we do ninety-nine hundred episodes. Oh my gosh, that's wild. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, all right. Um, TTYL. TTYL. <laughs> Bye. Bye.